Welcome to an inspirational message by Pastor Harold Weiss, Senior Pastor at Little Falls Christian Center. God the Father, God the Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and the Holy Spirit, be glory and honor to you alone, Lord. To you be glory and honor, might and power, exaltation, magnification, and all the honor that we are capable of giving. Lord, be blessed from us here as we await your coming. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you, Lord, for giving us our daily bread this entire year for the rest of our days. And Lord, that you feed us with the richness of heaven above, the power of the kingdom with us. Oh, yes. And Lord, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. I say, Lord, as we forgive those who have sinned against us and that lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Give the Lord a praise offering right now. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. You may take your seat. Thank you very much. Before I, I look at this here, I want to say to you that in the past period of time, now it's just happened to me as several, it's actually like months in a row and I keep on landing up with people that are experiencing a problem of sort. Could be financial, could be physical, maybe some, like we'd said, Afrikaans, pain of skit, you know, some kind of uh, whatever it is, thorn in the flesh, if you will. And uh, what you say, ailment or whatever, affliction or malady or whatever. And uh, then I hear them say, well, you know, I'm going to see now so-and-so-and-so for the solution. I'm going to the bank and I'm going to do this, that, and the other for a solution. I'm going, and then you get to the worst part. Now, I studied psychology, okay? So I know that subject. But I believe today that God allowed me to do that so that after that I would come powerfully to the Lord and find out there is the source of all answers. So that made in every respect, redundant those things. They're there in the memory. I can write exam tomorrow. I've got no problem with that. But I did not find my solution in it. I found my solution here. I speak as someone graduated in that subject. So therefore, I say to you that the Lord is your solution. I've had one doctorate coming up to me and says he's, he hypnotized a girl. And that girl changed the voice into that of a man. And a demon spoke to him. And he ran clean out of his office. That was, that's a doctorate lecturer psychologist. Ran away in the presence of another medical doctor who was a professor. And they both, you know, you know, now what now? You know, and I said, cast the devil out. Just cast him out. Now, we shall not rely on the system of this world as the world relies on the system of the world. We shall trust in the Lord with all of our hearts and lean not on our own understanding, but acknowledge Him in all of our ways. 
God is our solution. So, Sunday night, with immediate effect, I start ministering in all of those nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. I used to pray as a young, young green bean, like a little shoot from a seed that just got out of the ground, said the first thing, Lord, I need all eight, all nine of the gifts of the Holy Spirit to operate in my life. So from tonight, immediately Holy Spirit night, come for a godly solution and stop running around and seek the advice of people that are not saved, that are of the world. The counsel is of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit leads you through this life. You want success this year, draw close to Jesus. He said, I am with you. He's outside of the space-time continuum. He looks down on His creation. Everything there, He put in place, the laws of nature. He walks on the water. He raises the dead. Jesus has never stopped healing the sick. Can you say amen? And we shall pray. So bring them along. And from tonight, the Holy Spirit's gonna move in this way, in this place, prophetically anyway, the whole time now as we are heading and preparing for the Daniel fast. Now give the Lord a praise offering right now. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm sitting at the subject, just ask me to pray for you. Just, just, I'll pray for you right now. No, on certain no you. Action for you, but someone no. But I will not pray except I be asked because if there's a, a faith, pray for me. See, there's faith. Pastor, pray for me. Then I say, Jesus will heal you. Jesus will save you. Jesus will deliver you. Jesus will bless you. 2024, give the Lord a praise offering right now. Amen. So you know what? I'm talking about how to increase your prayer power all this month. I'll be praying those one minute prayers as I told you, particularly now in the Daniel fast during that period. But I want to go to um, Revelation 3, 7 and 8. And I want to say again, this also concerns South Africa and the world. That's why I said, there is a situation facing the nation. Now I am, I am a man of God and I don't associate with politics. But I can tell you that you can watch any political party, what they get up to, and then if they like this, you simply project them to the future. And then if the people say, now rule over us, what kind of fruit or what are you going to be getting in the future? Simple like that. Holy Spirit, show me what to do. And then we have to pray and take command of the spirits that control politicians everywhere, people in high places. That's what the Bible tells us, 1 Corinthians chapter number two. Right, Revelation chapter number three, verse seven and eight. I'm sure by now you found that verse. These things says he who is holy. He was true. He has the key of David who opens and no one shuts and shuts and no one opens. I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door. The word door there is a verb. In other words, it gives you action immediately. The door is one that can open and shut in accordance with the previous statement of the Lord. And no one can shut it once God has opened it up to us. Now, 
We're looking towards a month of, I would say, very increased, very powerful um, consecration to the Lord. And um, maybe I should begin by telling you something which I think is necessary. And I would like to, because of that, just a little testimony. But I'm doing this with purpose now, very much with purpose, because I'm going to teach you these things concerning this fast. I'm heading towards major situations for the fast. The most significant fast that we've done in the history of this church, I'm telling you now, in the history of this nation, I'm telling you again now, this year to me is more vital than any other year that I have lived in my 76 years. In February, I'll be 77. Can you say amen? amen? Young people think old people are stupid. Try me. Try me. And find out quickly. Okay, so, Bob and I have got accumulated so much experience and wisdom through prayer. And you know what? Through prayer. And did you hear that? Through fasting. My goodness, and we prayed. And then we shaped our future through our prayers. So the future of this nation indeed will be shaped through our prayers. We have already had a great crowd here on the first Saturday of the year. Come and join us. Make it a point. Come in on a Saturday morning and pray with us. I was, um, I had three visitations of the Lord, of which I will only speak of one, in this past month of December. I spent a lot of time in the Word, and then it's December time, and then whatever else comes up during the course of the day. But there's prayer going on. And in my prayers, I normally, I just, I'm going to be very real to you. I want to get real. I don't want to stand here and say, dear brothers and sisters, how are you this day? And blah and blah, and everybody falls asleep right there. At one church service, 27 people, more than I counted. At a conference, 27 people, men were sleeping. And I said, just look at all the people sleeping around here. And brothers and sisters, on Sleepy Valley, route number one of road one and whatever address in Sleepy Valley. It is the time the night is far spent and the daylight coming is upon us. Now get orientated to get Holy Spirit spiritual, led by the Spirit of God. So in my consecration, I spent a month and I began to think forward towards the year of 2024. And a lot of things just popped out at me. And, uh, you know, it's just like, hallelujah. And I prayed and it seemed to be like I would see visions and I would see, it was almost like television playing and I see world scenes playing off vividly in front of me. It's like I'm awake, but now the television is like in every direction. It's, you see people in war and you see agony and you see trouble. And then you see people that so hungry, children, that they literally skin and bone, they're just crying there for help and they're going to die because of starvation in upper Africa. And I, I looked at that and I thought, dear Lord Jesus. And then the Lord started speaking to me. But one day, towards the end of the month now, as we approach 
the year of uh, 2024, I was praying. Now, I go on my knees. That's why I say get real. I go on my knees and I bow my knees. I touch the ground with my face or I lie down completely. The first thing I always do is go through the Our Father, which I have prayed this morning. And I want to say to you, don't just, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, that type of thing. It's the way and the intensity and the focus of that prayer that will transform every life in this building. Our Father. Focus. Whose? the object of my prayer. Our Father, and I fully acknowledge which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. And I'm telling you, the gates of hell are shaken when you do just that. So I'm praying, and I so decide, praying that, I thought, you know what, it's, it's, it, it'll be very good for me to do a, a, like a, a stock taking of my life, a revision of my life. And HW's on his face. And I was in the moment in the early morning, and I'm in a gown, I take my shoes off. I always take my shoes off when I'm praying at home. I'm in a gown. I'm on my face, on my knees, bowing down, worshiping God. And I begin to think of my entire past. Now, I've been saved by the Lord, but yet I think back now. I begin to think of what did the sin nature, the works of the flesh, they are listed in Galatians Galatians 5, verse 19 to 21. In verse 22 there, you find the fruit of the Spirit. But in 19 to 21, the works of the flesh are manifest. And you get the rest of that in Romans 1, and you have the end verses of Romans 1, because they did not think it fit to acknowledge, to retain God in their thoughts. He gave them over to a reprobate mind. That means rotten like you throw it away on the pile. Outside, the refuse. It's like fruit that you throw away and it rots. Nobody wants to eat it. They're just fruit flies around. That's the end of the story. And that's the kind of mind people walk around that did not retain God in their minds and acknowledge what he is saying. God is so incredibly holy, said Maud. And it struck core with me and I said, Amen. Realize the incredible holiness of God. To get close to God, he says, I am with you. He now draws close to you and I am with you. He's with you the moment you pray to the Father in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit, Holy Trinity right there. And I am praying to him in Jesus' name, and suddenly things begin to make sense. So I said, Lord, and I, I went through my entire life. And um, it's like the old sins long forgotten keep emerging of the sin nature of my life. 
You have it too. All of us have that, except for Jesus without sin. And I've uh, gradually, when I think back of my past and wasted years and all of that stuff, I felt at that moment in time, I just felt that I'm, I'm feeling heavy hearted. I'm feeling like, hallelujah. You try so hard, yet you never quite get there. You fast, you pray. Then there's a word in Afrikaans, an onbesonne wimblik. It's like a moment when you're not thinking. You say something, you do something, it causes impact on you and the people around you. And I, I, I started feeling kind of very heavy and I got heavier and heavier as I went through my life. Had Domi, friend of mine, I preached in his church, last time I preached in his church in uh, Cape Town, Engekerd, Cape Town, out there also in Ermelo, preached in his church. And um, I just thought, hallelujah, man. If you take this very carefully, like a diary, and you know from there to there, and here you were cheeky, and there you did that, you said that, you shouldn't have said that, there you committed to something that you shouldn't have committed, whatever. I felt heavy, you know. I felt real heavy, just this December. And I thought I'd try so hard, but now looking at this, suddenly, in that moment, and believe me if I say to you, right now, His presence, I am with you. I am with you. It's always right there. It's upon me now and was then. I felt my whole body warming up in his presence. And the next thing is the strange, I've never had it before. Never had it, not like that. Like from the diaphragm. My diaphragm is almost like I'm looking down. Whoa, where is that coming from? It's like misty and then out of the mist comes the word and then he speaks. And then he says a scripture which I, because I read the Bible all the time. And a long time I paid attention to that scripture. I always think New Testament scriptures that concerning such things. And suddenly he spoke up and he said these words to me. Deep in my inner being, I heard his voice. It was a life-changing moment. When I have reasoned myself through all of that, he says to me, Hallelujah. Come now. Isaiah 1 and 18. Take it for yourself now. Don't forget it for yourself now. Keep it with you all the days of your life now. Come now, let us reason together. Says the Lord, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red like Crimson, that's a deep red. 
And in the Hebrew, it's like, if you look at me for a moment, have you ever seen somebody that really are capable, is capable of blushing properly? Everywhere is just red here. They really, that is crimson. But it, in the Hebrew, it's described as a color of deep red. Like, you know, you have, you have oxygen, fresh blood, and then you have the blood back again uh, to the heart to go through the lungs for purification. And you have those, those arteries carrying that blood. And it's like a deep, it's the two colors of blood, the fresh blood and the other blood coming back. Though they're red like crimson, they shall be white as wool. And if you're willing and obedient, you shall eat the best of the land. And I would add 2024, to be willing and to be obedient. Now, what can I tell you about it? Because, yes, I know the Lord has given me a, a strong memory and I remember so many verses, I don't even know how many, but this particular verse has not come up in my mind for a long time. I would go like New Testament scriptures concerning the power of the blood of Jesus and if we confess our sins, you know, you're looking at a lifetime and suddenly from Isaiah 1.18, this word of the Lord, the most amazing experience coming up from the inside. It's like I'm looking at it and I see it. And I thought, Lord, I never thought about that. But I knew it was not my thoughts because I know what I was thinking. And I was not thinking that. So suddenly this awareness coming up and God showed me right there that the past is the past. And don't you bring that back again now. Because it's all under the blood of Jesus. Give Jesus a praise offering right now. Amen. Now, I had a scripture that came to mind. I'll just give it to you now and I'll quickly move through it. In the um, book of Psalm 42 and 7 and 8, where it says, deep calls unto deep. There's a moment in time, particularly when you do New Year resolutions, when you say deep, the depth of me. Or you could read it two things, two ways. Deep calls unto deep. Let's make the first deep God himself. From the depth of the power of God of the Holy Spirit, from the throne of God, there is a calling to your life unto deep, the depth of your innermost being. This particular scripture was used very often very often by, I would say, in the old days I've heard major, major men of God preach on this particular verse. And I never quite get to it. But that morning in December, I got there and deep calls unto deep. I would say deep is the first one is God. And the, and the Lord will command His loving kindness in the daytime. And in the night, He shall be with me a prayer of the God of my life. Psalm 42, 7 to 8. Now, having said that, I want to, because in December, I'm researching and I got books and I got lots of them in every direction. 
and I'm scanning through there and scanning through there and I dig real deep and um, I began to think about the future. We're all with the future and we're setting the standard this week, next week, we are going to get to this and we're going to go into a next level, a higher level. I will help you with this to the best of my ability. Behind us, behind you, behind you. Look at me now, ahead of me I see, behind me if I see. While in prayer, I started hammering out these letters on the computer. So then I said, behind us, I said to the Lord, you know what, Lord? It's like darkness. That darkness won't leave the souls of the tormented, the people that never got saved, the people that know not God, in whom there is no light. They're part of the darkness, and the darkness draws them back and down to hell, except they repent. Now watch this. Perhaps that of the influence of the sin nature, I hammered out on the computer. The only light that shone in the past of our lives is like the moment moment we were saved from the powers of evil where we were harmonizing and manifesting in those times the works of our sin nature or the works of the flesh, Galatians 5, 19, 21, again. And the only other light that is from others that were also from the past are from other people that shone the light in our hearts that we might be saved. They were like stars. Those who are wise shall shine, says Daniel 12, like the stars forever and ever. Swiss die sterre verewig en altoos. In our past, there are lights, born again people, saved people, that helped us to get right with God. For life on earth is a temporary factor. Very much. Then I went on and typed, the end destiny, the end destiny, everybody say end destiny. The end destiny of our lives on earth is like a magnet. I'm talking about future here. Your personal end destiny is like a magnet. Ever drawing everyone forward to tomorrow, tomorrow. The end destiny is something that each and every living being on the planet gets. You see your life going somewhere, even another where or elsewhere. But the end destiny, I'll come to Jesus in a moment, if not with Jesus, your end destiny is at work and will take you to your end destiny on this planet. And if the Lord does not come, 
it is a grave six feet deep. And then you say, in my end destiny, I'd like to do this, that, the other. But somehow, if you reach my age and you look back, you can feel the power and the force of the end destiny of your life at work. It's like a magnet. And the fish would go that way like a fish on a line. Go that way and that way and struggle and whatever and jump out of the water. But still going in the same destiny to the same place for that person. Let me read on what I have typed. It's like a magnet that ever draws everyone forward into the future. Now the future of the righteous is like a tunnel of light, significant. A lot of people that had NDE, near-death experiences, and ADE, after-death experiences, will tell you that the first thing they saw was like a shaft of light. It's very much so in Hebrew. Very much so. It tells you that Zechariah, it talks about the shaft of light at the point of death. The saved people look up and they see this. The future of the righteous in right standing with God. Die rechtvaardigers, die geredes, the saved. Is like a tunnel of light. Connected since the moment of being born again. And it gets ever brighter, brighter till the fullness of day. The way of the righteous, in fact, I'm thinking of a scripture now is like the rising of the sun gets ever brighter till the fullness of day. But I didn't think of that verse, but I'm thinking of it now. That gets ever brighter till the fullness of day in the presence of the glory of God. I want to stop in a moment and read you this. The eternal destiny. Did you ever think about that in you? The eternal destiny of our lives is the single most important choice. Jesus Christ, the alternative is disastrous. It's a fearful expectation. It's the fire of hell. But the end, the eternal destiny of our lives is the single most therefore important choice of Jesus Christ as your Savior, as your Lord, as the one who embodies this book, who is the Word, this book, made manifest, who dwelt amongst us, was raised up in the glory and by the power of God, declared to be the Son of God, Romans chapter 1, by the resurrection of the dead, seated at the right hand of the Father's, Father, where he ever lives to make intercession for the saints. You're not at your end destiny, neither your eternal destiny. The big difference is this, at the beginning of 24. A choice. Jesus or not. If it's Jesus, we can help you plenty. If it's not, hallelujah. I don't, my mind doesn't want to go there because I studied what hell is all about very much in the Hebrew, very much 
did a service like that once. And when I did that service, that day people were crying. Even the ushers were crying. When you bring out the reality of life and the reality of death and eternal blessing, eternal curse, you see hell. So the eternal destiny of our lives, again, is the single most important choice. The moment of receiving Jesus Christ turning into a light. Matthew 5, 16, let your light therefore shine so before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. There is nobody, I could say this for both Maud and I, that's more real. I have studied too much. I have seen any form of statistical confirmation, scriptures, ancient, ancient words. I've studied too much. I have witnessed too many miracles in my life. Twice, people even raised from the dead. Cancers healed, anything you mention. I've seen people come out of three heart attacks in a row and walk out the door in the week immediately after that. I have seen gangrene take over somebody's leg and that their leg yield within 24 hours back to normal. I've seen another case like that. It is the most amazing thing. You pray and you obey and you eat the fruit of the land. The future is an open door. Your end destiny on earth is impacted by what you do right now. Everybody say choice. Everybody say my choice for the year 2024. If you choose to take the hand of the Lord, you can quickly see the rubble of the world. Stuff. Like I call it stuff. In that moment of receiving Jesus Christ, 2 Corinthians 4, 6, I typed here, for it is the God of heaven and earth, God who commanded the light to shine out of the darkness who has shone in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. When anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. But you turn to the Lord according to what He tells you, then do from that moment in time. And be careful how you read this word. It is written that study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Take away all things I own and leave me and my wife alone on an island. The only first thing I will look for is the Bible. And study to show yourself approved unto God. That by your conduct, 
they will see your light shine so before men and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Now, with that, I want you to stand right now. I continue tonight. And I'm telling you now, tonight is the first of your breakthrough decrees. Are you, how many of you are serious with God and you really want Jesus? Let's consecrate ourselves then. Do every effort and have a celebration in the presence of the Lord. How many of you today would say these words? I choose or I have chosen Jesus to be with me on my eternal destiny. Then say, according to the Bible, in the book of Romans, chapter number 10, verses 9 and 10, I now confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe in my heart that God the Father raised Jesus from the dead. I repent of sin. My choice is clear. It's Jesus. Not one day without Jesus. From now until my eternal destiny, I thank you, Lord. I am saved. With my mouth, I confess unto salvation. And with my heart, I believe unto righteousness. I thank you, Lord, for filling me with the Holy Spirit right now. In Jesus' name. Till we get together tonight then and go into this year like the warriors of God, signs, wonders, miracles, the Word of God and every fiber of our being tuned in to God who is the one who can open up the doors. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord lift up His countenance over you. Indeed. And be gracious to you because He loves you. In Jesus Christ, David, all God's people said. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.